So, Sean, we have a guest co-host today, yes, Master Paul do. Flaherty. And I was <clears throat> I'm kind of under the weather. I'm kind of nasally and, you know, got a rattle in my chest. And I wanted to ask Paul, is anything going around? Because I thought I might have Kung Flu. <laughs> Don't answer that, Paul. <laughs> thought Kung you said you didn't have a joke. Kung, Kung flu <laughs> I was being serious. Kung flu is No, I'm, I'm kidding. That well, is. I'm afraid everybody might be getting it. <laughs> it's very contagious. Yes. Yeah. Very yes. contagious. Yeah. Well, yeah. martial arts have been contagious for me because I had never done that before until we started... Uh, offering in class here, mm-hmm. here How long in has it been? Uh, Locust Grove, America, with Master Paul Master, Flaherty. Master Paul Flaherty, who is our special guest, guest today. Special guest. Yeah. We're honored. Yeah. We're honored. How long have we been doing this uh, with Paul? Paul, do you know? Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> he I, keeps good notes. All right, June thirteenth. Okay. Was our class? We have had a hundred and eighteen classes oh my God. since wow. we started. That's almost as many podcasts. Wow. Yes. That's over so the, it over. was June thirteenth of last year. Yes. Or, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I was. I didn't want to say, but I was. I was trying to do it in my head. But yeah. yes. Yes. Cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So the museum here. Uh, uh, I'm Sean. I'm Bill. I'm Paul. <laughs> and, and we're, we're going to sing a song for you now. <laughs> here no. with you, uh, Wacky Poem Life. We record from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, and we usually talk about a poem that somebody's left in the museum, but not always. And so so let's, we just decided to do something a little different today. And I know that we've talked about haiku before and, and various things, but uh, the museum tries to do outreach. 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 We're outreaching. Mm. Outreach into mm. the community and trying to offer all kinds of things to allow people to uh, do things that are of interest to them and then, you know, hook them in, do a ninja step, poetry attack on step them. outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> and then s- slide some poetry in. Mm-hmm. So we had a, we'd had a Tai Chi class that we had sponsored, and then Paul happened to show up toward the end of that, and uh, we just... When that Tai Chi ended, we thought, well, Paul, would you continue with what you can teach us? Because you know when, so much. When Paul arrived in Tai Chi, I remember that day, Paul. <laughs> and it was like the crowd parted. And I remember Dion, the instructor, was looking like, you know, she was uh, about acknowledging him. And I thought, this guy is important. He, he, you know, he, he knows he knows what he's doing because she was, said it was an honor to have you in class. And I thought, okay. So, something's going on here. This guy's, a, guy? this guy's important. <laughs> so the rest is history. We we become friends. You're yes. you're, you're a, a wonderful instructor. Mm-hmm. So it's come to pass. Yeah. Yes. And so yeah. we we've uh, we designed a class where we do uh, haiku uh, to begin and end the class and uh, various different things within the class. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and. Well, sure. Whatever well, first, I'd like to thank you guys for having me oh, here. Well, you know, absolutely glad to uh, be here. And, sh- and and the reason that got me started Tai Chi is I wanted to learn, expand my uh, expand horizons, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got into that. But a little bit about me, I'm uh, 65 years old. I grew up, went to high school here in Locust Grove, all grade school, too. Uh, You're a member of the 12-year club like me. I'm a member of the 12-year club. (laughs) I moved away, came back in 2009. Uh, I started martial arts in 1980. I actually started it a little sooner than that, but organized is 1980. Uh, It was uh, 
a boxer on the uh, state championship team for Wagner. Uh, we won state championship in 1980. I had to be a runner-up in state in that year. Uh, we moved on. He was a coach of the Goodwill team, very respected coach. Uh, had some injuries to my nose. It hurt every time <laughs> I got hit in it. And so I tried martial arts because it's not so much head hunting, huh. a different martial arts, which was I got into Taekwondo and was started off at Kong's with under Master Kong under a blue belt, and uh, he went to an Olympic style around 1986, which to me wasn't as effective. It was more of a sport than a self-defense kind of aspect. And so I came to Mr. Fishing Hawk around 1986 and have been with him for 30-some years. Mm -hmm. And basically some injuries to my, couldn't do that anymore, and I, but I still wanted to do something, so I wanted to do some Tai Chi, which is the exact opposite of the Taekwondo, where <laughs> your Tai Chi is circular movement with uh, nice flowing moves, and which your Taekwondo is hard and linear. You know, they, they can break three boards with a punch, so they don't really think they have to do a lot. That's mm -hmm. the different thinking behind this hard and the soft styles. But I did want to learn the uh, Chinese uh, style because of its health benefits mm -hmm. and breathing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, and that's where I'm at now when, yeah. with this class. And uh, Mr. Fishinghawk, you mentioned, is David Fishinghawk. He started the Fishinghawk Karate Studio, which still goes on, even though he uh, died a couple of years ago. And uh, but he was a, a great man, great instructor, and um, and so are you. So I think uh, you know you learned well there. So appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> and yes, I. Uh, very much respect Mr. Fishing Hawk uh -huh. and all my instructors I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Just a little cheek, my first box, I said organized, my first boxing lesson was for the man, the last man in the ring with Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber, if you're familiar with boxing. Uh -huh. Okay. He was the last man in the ring with Joe Lewis, became very friends with him. Joe Lewis was exhibitioning in Tokyo. They fought four times, I believe. Because Joe was trying to pay his taxes back <laughs> to the government and also do public service for the Army. And my adopted brother, Boots, Corporal Boots de Cordova, Buck, uh, was third Army champion, light heavyweight and heavyweight, which is quite a feat. And they became great friends and, sh and lockered and shared, you know, the same dressing room. The only man to ever share a dressing room with Joe was. Huh. And anyway, just a tidbit. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. We love know? trivia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Boxing royalty. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So when we, we started the tai, tai Chi, like I said, I wanted to, as we are a poetry museum, but I wanted to offer some people an experience that is, is health, healthy, mm -hmm. helpful, you know, um, something for uh, especially us older folk to, to keep us moving in the breathing part and uh, stretching and all of that, but I'm still trying to to bring people into the poetry, so we also did poetry with the uh, Tai Chi class, so mm -hmm. we continued, and we focused specifically when the, with the martial arts when you started, Paul, with, uh, with haiku. Now, um, so tell us a little bit about, Paul, about what, just describe what we do during the session, because if you live anywhere in the area, this is a free class that the that the museum sponsors and you are very welcome to come and attend it's monday and thursdays at 9 to 10 a.m 
Yes, yes, we'd very much like to have uh, anybody that would like to come. And uh, for one thing, we, uh, we warm up a little bit, and we do some uh, basics, basic punches, which most are boxing. It's all non-contact. It's all non-contact. We do them in the air, and, most, and we might hit a pad just to let you know what it feels like, but we're not doing nothing to each other, fighting each other. And we uh, do some form, a form that teaches balance, makes our mind work. We go different directions, teaches stances. And we do a breathing exercises called Pao Tuan Sin, which we call the Precious Eight. And they are around seven. To, this version is about seven to 800 years old. So it's, uh, it's time, timely proven. And uh, it's basically Tai Chi on its, you're standing still and you're not moving around and you're, you're breathing really deep and you're doing it's uh well actually it promotes chi and in traditional chinese medicine we all have this they believe that you have this life force traveling around you in your body with your blood and your oxygen and it's called chi and it's your life force and it travels the highways of your body it's called meridians and we do these exercises are done to develop the chi which is very healthful mm-hmm. And then we uh, we talk. We start off with a haiku. We end with a haiku. We if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to ask them. And uh, basically, we just try to have a good time. Yeah, and I enjoy everything we do. But and I do really, really love the precious eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. the breathing and the stretching and just the the wind down and just. Uh, the bringing in, like you said, the chi and just a recognition of my place in the in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's awesome. And, and the exercises are very strength building. Mm-hmm. You can be standing in a stance and you're building muscle, like the yeah. horse stance. Yeah. I've noticed my legs are quite a lot stronger than they were oh, yeah. a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And I also noticed, Paul, that you, I've noticed that you have a. Uh, you probably know this. You seem to have a love of passing on the knowledge you really love what you do and that's really evident to me and to sean and to everyone that, that attends the class and i really enjoy it you it's a it's a you're very respectful of anyone's ability and their levels of of, of uh, participation so that's i just good. wanted to, i wanted to say that yeah. well, thank I, that means a lot yeah. thank you thank you <laughs> and we can somebody comes up with the word and that's what we write our haiku based around for um for each, uh, and each Paul, class. Paul's become a haiku expert. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the new experience of learning. Right. Yeah, yeah. which is, um, you know, this is a, a poetry podcast. We talk about all other kinds of things, but we do want to talk about poetry too. But especially because of, again, why the museum exists is because we want to show people that poetry has uh, validity in in every anyone's life mm-hmm. and it can have and it should have in, in in my opinion and to talk about poetry especially connecting it to the body and movement i was looking up some terms that have to do some japanese terms that have to do with the poem there's one that's called kajitsu and that means the formal aspects of a poem of a poem is the kajitsu the formal aspects of it call ka meaning the surface of the poem the beautiful surface of the poem, and jitsu meaning the core, the substantial core. So I guess I don't know what jujitsu means, 
but the p- last part of it must mean core mm-hmm. somehow. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. the Jew. Yeah. I didn't look that up, but I'm not for sure on, on the jitsu. Yeah, on on that. Yeah, meaning. but the to look at a poem, at, look at the beautiful surface of it, the call, and then the jitsu is the su- substantial core of it, and then there's a term called a ko- ko- kokoro, which is the heart or the spirit. And um, the master of the haiku, the one who's usually credited with uh, inventing it, Matsuo Basho, said that every poem must have kokoro or else it's just an intellectual exercise. Hmm. So it has to have heart and spirit to it. And that's what I love whenever we're doing our haiku, you know, uh, before or after the exercise class. I always feel like there's something there of the person in that poem, just the heart in it or the, their spirit that's mm-hmm. in it and there's there's often that just that beautiful surface of the poem mm-hmm. that that i hear too what i wish we would have done if i'm if i might interject is and maybe we can do this you is, may interject i may interject mm-hmm. is like i wish we would have given sean our haiku poems as we complete them and let her compile them some way <laughs> they're, some, they're all some, over the place some, now some, i mean i think you're organized paul you got all yours he, his is in a book mine are on my mine phone. are in three different books uh, and on scraps of paper but i think they i think they'd make a really cool almost yeah. an exhibit for the museum oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but i i wanted to ask you paul uh when you were training we took your training martial arts training how much of a background did you get um on the philosophy of the martial arts and the, and the background and the uh, the chi and the uh, so Zen forth. The and Zen and, and Buddhism, right. any you of know, that the, that applies. The motivation for what yeah. you're doing. Uh, okay. There's a traditional martial The traditional, I'm, in, I'm from Taekwondo, so I'm going to use it for an example. Okay. But it encompasses a lot of martial arts. Okay. Uh, the traditional, if you're tra- a tra- if a traditional school will get into the philosophies mm-hmm. really deep, okay, mm-hmm. and then whereas the American schools and they'll say American Taekwondo, mm-hmm. and you'll have your traditional, the traditional schools are really into the philosophy, the language, the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, that's part of your test mm-hmm. when you go to test for a belt. That's part of your test, mm-hmm. okay. As the Americans. The American Taekwondo, they might go as far as learning the language, uh, counting, to t- counting, counting to 10, or, you know, the counting, but they don't really get into it and why as is that? deep. I wonder why is that? Why would that be? Is it the Americans are, uh, are more into the physicality and the power, uh, you know? Uh, That's a lot of, uh, you have to remember, martial arts is an art. And when it first came to America, you know, it was a, uh, you, if you guys remember, you know there was there was movies. The Bruce Lee. You couldn't turn on hardly a TV yeah. without seeing a movie mm-hmm. about right. you know Jackie Chan, Jackie yeah. Chan, somebody in it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. John Claude Van Damme, yeah. you know, big guy, big, you know, hundreds Keith, of them. Keith Carradine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listeners, you can't see this, but um, um, Paul is rivaling Bill on the gesture. He so is, that's yeah. wonderful. He's surpassing me. <laughs> He's a gesture king. Yeah. I'm talking with I'm my hands. I hope you guys can, uh, can translate. On, and I'm sitting on mine over here. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I interrupted you. Paul. No, that's fine. But anyway, <laughs> yes. So I was at. I've I've been with both schools. I started traditional, and then I switched because the traditional school I was going to was gearing up for the Olympics, and they was changing their whole system of fighting to the Olympic kind of rules, 
which to me didn't relate to the self-defense street, what would really happen. You know, it was more, they were leading to more of a sport crime. But anyway, that's one of the reasons I came and went and left. So I, I, when I left the traditional school, I left a lot of the learning, the philosophy mm-hmm. and the history. Now that didn't mean that I didn't do a lot of it on my own mm-hmm. and try to. And then you were asked about the Americans. Okay, so a lot of them learned from some of the few masters that came over first, and then they went and opened their own school. So they didn't really have those years of the philosophy and the mm-hmm. teachings built into them. They got their belt, mm-hmm. and they said, oh, I'm good at this. I'm going to open my own school. And there's, that's where it's missing. And I won't say all of them are like that, mm-hmm. but that's why a lot mm-hmm. of it, the American schools are like that. And, and I see what you're saying by it's missing yeah. because it's missing the roots, yes, the it's, core. It's, the it wasn't there for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the jitsu. Right. Yeah. The, the, yes. the, the jitsu, the yes. core. Substantial core. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's the difference. That's the big difference. So if you, you'll see the traditional and then you'll see them or maybe with no, nothing in front of their name, just a taekwondo school, you know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, you'll, and that's why I, I urge everybody to do research before they go down and, and give, money to, some, and give money to yeah. somebody. And give money to somebody. Please do your research. Just come to our class and visit <laughs> Pastor Paul. I mean, it's free. It's a treasure. And I want to ask you another thing. What? Maybe you've answered this. When you went to Dion's class, when you we I first met the I Tai Chi, you, the uh-huh. Tai Chi. Um, how did you find out about that, and what caused you to enter that door and come into kind of our our lives? Well, I think I read it in a newsletter on the. Post office at the time. Promoting it to death. Right, right. Yes. You're yes. exactly, but it, it was one of yeah, those promotions. I think it was a fire on a window somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. I thought, I wonder, you know. Of course, stuff like that catches and, my eye. And, you know. and, and then as they say, the rest, as they say, is history. Yes. You know, you have to make yeah. that first move. I think I come down and talk to Sean about it and ask her about who was teaching the class uh-huh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, was at, I was at it, you know, it caught my eye. I'm going to go find out about it. See, you know, you know curiosity, action. And that was probably the first time I'd seen you and... Because you, oh my gosh! Because yes. you, you knew Paul. Paul knew you from, from, from yeah. But we're talking the seventies, yes, which was a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I just think that's cool to reconnect True. and to create new pathways and new yeah. Relationships. Well, seeing I moved yeah. back here in '05, and you said '09. Yeah, you moved, moved back, back here, in 09. so yeah. you know, members of the Twelve Year Club, then go <sighs> away, and then. Mm-hmm. My gosh, here we are. We came back. Yeah. yeah. Still expanding. <laughs> yeah. Still expanding our learning. That's boomerang. Great. You boomerang yes. back. Lifelong mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. Continuing. Yes. Yeah. You're never never too old to learn. You it, know? Right. And, and one last thing, and then I'll let someone else talk, like my mother says. But, <laughs> you know, Paul, uh, your abilities. You know, you, you told us your age at the beginning of the, uh, the podcast. And for those who will attend and We'll see Paul do his kicks. I am in awe. Any cheerleader, any rocket in the in, in this nation would be envious of how high Paul can kick. Yeah. I am in awe. He has to I worry will, about hitting his ear. I will never be able to kick as high as Paul does. And I'm just like, it's 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 amazing. It's like my gosh, you know, I, your physical prowess is kind of astounding, and it's a testament to what you do. To, and I think yes. it will serve you well. His All po- of your life. His poetic uh, well, prowess is, is pretty right, awesome yes. nowadays, right. too. exactly. Let's go there, because okay. we talked about, um, let's all write a poem on a theme just for this episode. And uh, I think, Paul, you were the one who said, let's do promises? Yes. I think 
one of the words that's on the what are the words on the wall <laughs> the museum the you know museum. people say how can i find the museum when i come to town well for, first of all main street's only a couple blocks long but second of all it's got poetry written all on the outside of the building and so a lot of times we take words from the from the building uh, for our poems and so paul suggested we all write a poem uh, a haiku about promises yeah and I feel like the student that forgot his homework because it's like, crap, I was working on my I thought other... you said you did more than one. No, that was Paul that was said he Paul. did more. <laughs> and you didn't even do the one on promises? Um, All right. But I was working on another I, project. No I more working... wine for you. Yeah. I, 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 I did, in honor of Bill, I used one of his words in my haiku. Okay. One of his words. Because, I, I, yeah, I want to... Have his back, all right? But thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there. <laughs> what do you mean, one of his words? Uh, you, we all pick a word, right? Sometimes uh -huh. this is one of oh one that he picked one at one point. Picked, but I used well, it in my. Well, why you read it to us then? Okay. This was uh, one of the things about haikus is what I like about them is because it's supposed to be nature. You know, hopefully. You can get summer, winter, uh, you know, seasons in or something about nature, which I always can. I struggle with that, but I always can, but I try to. My second one, I actually got it in. It's ray of light shining, spring seedling reaching skyward, verdant sea of grass. Verdant. There's my word. There's my word. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bills for word verdant. Verdant. Ray of light shining, spring seedling, reaching skyward. That's got some great alliteration that's in there too. That's special worthy. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Verdant meadow, sea of grass. <gasps> yeah, I did very that nice. while I was watering nice. everything this yeah. morning, looking out over the <laughs> pasture, making everything verdant. Mm -hmm. yes. That's a great word. Yeah. Verdant. Yeah, it's a great word, Bill. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I tried to throw you. You bet. I, I did not succeed. You, you gave me, you inspired me. <laughs> I put the, I don't often do, I usually don't do this actually, but I put the word into the haiku I wrote. Dusk promises the sky, temporary darkness, then daylight will return. Nice. Dusk promises the sky. Temporary yeah. darkness. Yeah. Then daylight will return. Mm -hmm. That one is like probably, that. yes, yeah. it, and it doesn't really follow. You know, you said about writing about nature. It is about nature, but it doesn't quite follow the rules of, of a haiku, if you want to say that there are rules there, because it's a little bit instructive. And uh, that's not really the point of a haiku. But well, I just felt like putting that in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But there are, you know, you, you can vary a little bit. Mm -hmm. yes. But the main point of it is to is observation, you know, and you're because it's the same thing with, you know, what you're teaching us, Paul, about about self-defense, of being aware of your surroundings, of observing, of, of you know, seeing what's going on. And 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 that's so important to your just your physical safety and especially yes, in certain yes. places it's incredibly important to poetry people who are not good at observing the outside world basically are not good poets because that's what poetry is um the uh, william carlos williams the american poet his idea was that had idea in it but he said that no uh, ideas but in things so the poetry is in things, not in ideas. And I think haiku is like that, too. Yes. So that's why the I said that my poem kind of part. cheats that. 
the jitsu yes. part. Yes, yes, yes. But then to get to the heart of something, yeah. you have core. to observe it closely. Yeah. To get to the core of it, you have to observe it closely. And you have to be able to relate that in very clear nouns, mm-hmm. usually nouns, mm-hmm. to your audience, which is, again, what a haiku. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. So what's your other one that you wrote on Promises? Okay. It's the first one I wrote. I said it was just what came to me when I thought of promises is doing what you say, declaration guarantee, honor commitment. Hmm. Just more of a definition than anything. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I think I had to write the second one. (laughs) You know, but, yes. They're very different but very appropriate. It's almost like a a code. The second one's like, you know, a a, a code of conduct. Yeah. Yeah, you a know. promise is, is sacred. I mean, yeah, to me, yeah, if I promise somebody, it's it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. You That's know? a big word. Yeah. It's a it big is. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think two words for haiku, Sean. Let me know what you think about this. Intimate observation. Yes. Yes. Those two words. Because the intimate goes with what I, I think I said a while ago about, or no, I, maybe I said that before we started recording, that that was what. I like that. Um, what Basho, what he had said about. Why his poems work so well is because they were a part of him. Mm-hmm. The poems were part of the uh, his actual personal experience. They were from his body and his breath. Here was the line. I think I said this before we started recording. He wrote from within the body. His poems are full of breath and sound as well as images and illusions. Mm-hmm. And the illusions are usually to places especially when he was traveling. Like, I'm looking right now at his book called Narrow Road to the Interior when he just he walked around Japan and, uh, well, you know, would spend the night with whoever would let him spend the night, and then he'd write, write poems about the experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so a lot of the illusions in these poems, and you've read this book too, Paul, yes, are yes. to and the some mountains of, and the springs and the Some of the places that he rivers. spent the night was not... Holiday Inn. No, right? no, no, no. Sometimes no. it was just by yes. this, you know, like by a barn, stream or, barn or you know, yeah. somebody's shed. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, I can't remember what I started saying that from. It was something that you said. Intimate observation. Yeah, intimate yes. observation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if it's just cold, calculating observation, if it doesn't have the uh, Kokoro. Mm-hmm. It's just an intellectual mm. exercise. And if you'll notice, <laughs> my favorite author also has intimate observation mm-hmm. in most everything he writes. Mm-hmm. Edwin Waiteel. Yes. In his own way. More mm-hmm. flowery, perhaps, but, he, you know, genuine, um, um, uh, how do I say, a genuine understanding and a, a, a curiosity and, a, and a, a love for an appreciation of the tiniest detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Paul, what do you think about whenever we, we're we doing the the uh, tai, chi, tai Chi and then we're doing your class and we're just, uh, and I'm uh, commanding people to write poetry to go with it. <laughs> well, I, uh, what are your ideas about that? <laughs> my ideas is, uh, well, I... It, I guess it's, it wasn't uh, really commanding. No, no, I, I started to go on that commanding, of. but actually, you know, it... Why? Why would it hurt for anybody to try something new, uh-huh. you know, or, or do or get into it? I've actually enjoyed it, and I've actually found the uh, the uh, way that the poetry and martial arts are connected. Mm-hmm. The way I've just tried since I've started taking this class. I mean, when you read, 
when you read a line, you're using rhythm or you're using punctuation or there's a pause. When you're throwing punches and kicks, boxing very has a rhythm, very much has a rhythm in, in it, very high, very high rhythm in it, and all the other sports do too. But uh, I, I find that uh, the way it flows, you know, the way you flow from one technique to, a, to another, the way you flow from one idea or a line to the next line, the, uh, sometimes your rhythm, sometimes your rhythm is, uh, you know, different. Sometimes it's broken. Sometimes you need to pause. Sometimes you need to do uh, say a word and pause. Sometimes you need to throw a punch and pause. Right. And see the reaction. Right. right. You That's know, awesome. That I awesome. love that. That is awesome. Yeah. So yeah. great answer. Yeah. Well, and I want to say I want to, I want to interject because as someone who is not a mass. Why do you keep saying you're interjecting? <laughs> because I feel like I'm a third wheel. That's why. Because what I enjoy as someone who is not. <laughs> a master of either technique. What I enjoy is watching a master of martial arts interact with someone who is a master of poetry <laughs> and to see how they interconnect. I like to see, I like to watch Paul learning about poetry. I like to watch Sean learning about martial arts. So from my perspective, it's even more interesting in a way. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to see, wow, two masters learning from each other. And then you're sharing that knowledge with me. So folks, you don't know what you're missing really, <laughs> you know. So that's all I got to say. Yes. Come on down. Have some fun. <laughs> Agreed. And have get some, healthy. Have some fun. Get healthy. I just keep going back to his philosophy, though, because it just really, I don't know, maybe it's my age. That's just, I start thinking about the meaning behind the stuff we do, you know. And uh, I, I love this uh, excerpt from The Narrow Road to the Interior, too. Actually, it's from the introduction by Sam Hamill. And he's talking about Basho again, and he says, that Basho sought a natural spontaneity, a poetry that would indulge no regrets of any kind. Zen discipline is built in part around the idea of truth articulated in spontaneous response. Truth Gen- articulated in spontaneous response. So. Genuine. Genuine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now how does that it's relate? Spontaneous. Too. How does that relate to Taekwondo and what we're doing too then? Uh, the truth articulated in spontaneous response. You, we come out here and we practice. Uh, we have what we call muscle memory. Uh, you have a technique for writing a poem. You have mm-hmm. technique. And you have technique in, the, in throwing your punches and kicks. You have a mm-hmm. base. You have your baseline. You start your, you know, you have your thoughts come from that they're genuine, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the same. Everybody's just different. And, uh, you know. And that's everything. That's yes. a complete person. That's the wholeness that I, I like about this, about what we're doing. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it is the it is the physical movement. It is using your body. It's being aware. You know, that's, I think, a problem, American problem, is we forget we have bodies. And And I did for a long time. I forgot that I had a body. Mm-hmm. Well, if I don't pay attention to my body, I, I have nothing else. I have nothing mm-hmm. else. My brain is not going to work without my body. Well, the brain is part of, <laughs> the, the brain is part of your body. I mean, but I'm not going to be able to do I'll, anything I'll, if I'm right. ignoring my mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, you know, so I think everything we do in in the class is just, it's, it's a wholeness thing. It's and, integrating every aspect of what it means to be human. And Paul reminds us to breathe. Yeah. Do you, do, yeah. Paul, during class, you say many times deep breath. And I need yes. that cue. And I appreciate that because yes. I, I will take a deep breath. 
yes. and that you know I'll go ahead and and, and uh, uh, you know convey my uh, a little bit of personal personal issue. You know, when I have an anxiety issue or whenever I'm some somewhat anxious, that brings me down. The the breathing, the movements. I've come to class where I've been uh, somewhat um, elevated with anxiety, and afterward I notice a notable a decrease in that. So it's it's so beneficial. Which and is the reason why some people write poetry too. Yes, yes. yes. It's mm-hmm. because of the, the anxiety and, and not being able to mm-hmm. perhaps uh, express where that anxiety is coming from. Right. And the poetry brings it out. Yes, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that is. especially yes. if then the poetry is about an actual experience and yes. not just how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because it's the experience that's making you feel something. So if you can convey what that experience is, and then you kind of exercise the uh, the feeling. Yeah, yes. And uh, getting, oh, go ahead. The, no, go ahead. Uh, getting back to Bill real quick on uh, the breathing part, taking a deep breath. But a lot of people, you know, a, a large percentage of our people don't use our entire we, we breathe from our chest, and we don't go ahead and breathe through our lower diaphragm and down through our lower, I call it belly breathing. Yeah. Fill your belly up with air first, okay? Just if you, a lot of people just use their chest, and you're only using half of your uh, capabilities. Shallow, shallow breathing. Yes, and you wonder why you get tired. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Sean. I didn't no, interrupt no, no, no. on that. That's but yes, perfect. But that, that's, that's something that I'm glad shallow you brought breathing. that point up. Yes. Shallow breathing increases my pulse rate. Yeah, oh, deep sure. You can lowers, calm your breath. Deep breathing yes. lowers you can my pulse rate. Calm your heart mm-hmm. by breathing, yes. Well, I think we do need to um, at least do one of Basho's poems, and then you're going to share a poem with us, mm-hmm. Bill, mm-hmm. that you wrote for today. Um, the most famous Basho poem is haiku. Is actually when you translate it into English, it's four lines, but um, it's not in the original Japanese. Breaking the silence of an ancient pond, a frog jumped into water, a deep resonance. Mm-hmm. It just sounds. It just sounds refreshing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is about it. You know, it's the the surface. There's a beautiful surface in that poem, but the substantial core is, well, where is that resonance? Yeah. It's in the speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, it's out there, but mm-hmm. it's also within thinking, the person speaking. I was speaking. thinking of the, the, the pond yes. rippling too. Yeah. Because the jump from the frog yeah. is resonating. Yeah. But it's that connection okay. between okay. between the human oh, wow. and what's being described. Yeah. G- yeah. 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 Within you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genuine. Well, I have Genuine. A, yeah. I did forget my I did forget my haiku and I I feel <laughs> I'm self-conscious. We shall never forgive you. We shall never forgive me. But <laughs> haiku police, you know, watching. I, I, I wrote something that I want to dedicate to. Haiku that. police. Haiku police. Now you're going to write that down. <laughs> She's writing it down, Paul. We're, haiku police is going to be part of the future podcast. Yay! Like like poetry court. Thank you for that. But um, um, I, I wrote something, and I'm dedicating it to Master Paul because mm-hmm. you inspired oh. this. You inspired this. So, and Sean has not heard this either. I, it's something that I've been working on for about three days. Ooh. So, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm going to say it out loud. Say it out loud because nobody will be able to know they what you're talking read, about. They can't read my telepa- say it out loud. telepathic thoughts. <laughs> Dedicated to Master Paul. Precious eight. Atomic number. Elementally pure. Scoop and press. Stream and sky. Shall and arrow. Fletching, shaft, and knock. True in aim, clouds and rock, 
heaven and earth, search and lift and release. Muscle has memory, sinews stretch, form is perfected, sky touched, ground pressed, tiger eyed, egg gently grasped, strength controlled, swallow takes flight with a feather tipped wing, touches infinity, looks within and bows to the light and bows to the light. So wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you inspired that. Wow. That, you know, that was, you know, Paul, you know, it, it's you, you know, you, that was inspired by you. That's beautiful. So that, that, well, first off, that is, that is, that is awesome. That's beautiful. You got a and thumbs that, up, folks. Yes. Yes. Big two, two thumbs up. Okay. And, and just let me tell you something. When, when Bill started, he didn't know what a fighting stance was. Squat. Well, if his left, <laughs> if his left foot, if he was, you know, I'm he slightly, would stand in front of you. Oh, go ahead. I'm slightly dyslexic. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Okay. He would, uh, you know, he would he would stand in a hit me stance, you know, which is exposing everything. Now hit me he is probably one. You know, he he is really taking it to heart. Genuinely enthusiastic, enthusiastic. about it. Okay. And that was one of our words, just in case you guys didn't know, for <laughs> one of our haikus, just to throw that in there. But anyway, and, and uh, he is uh, he is learning the basics, and he's uh, I don't know how to say it. He's, he's very good. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There we go. I'm a official white you belt, are. maybe. Yeah. yeah, man, you're you're a killer with that uh, his uh, sidekick. Yeah. It's all that roller yes. skating when Around I was a teenager. <laughs> I guess I do have strong legs for a senior citizen. <laughs> We're all senior citizens, I guess. <laughs> and I don't have strong legs. Well, but I think I got a good punch. You do have a good punch. <laughs> yes. And a, and a yes. good punch line. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll always try to bring the poetry. And we always, you, always have, you always have to remember the most important tool, which is our brain. Yeah. And it controls everything. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. This was great fun. Thank you so much, Paul, for being on yeah, this episode. It was a master class with a master. <laughs> two masters. Oh, two masters. There we go. Two masters. Correct. Correct. All right. And, and one on the way. And an right? Yeah. Thank and Bill you. is after wearing that, his shirt that I gave that him. After that poem that he read, I, 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 I'm elevating his status. Oh, okay? I know. Yes, I'm elevating his I status. Know. He's become a great poet. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. No. Let me pop my head here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you all. Spread the word. If you if you listen to this today when it comes out, which is Friday, September 15th, um, you need to listen again tomorrow because September 16th is our 100th episode. We're doing this again. Celebration. Mm-hmm. I don't know what all is going to happen. We may do it live. I know there's going to be video. We'll have special guests. Mm-hmm. And uh, tune in. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Don't a doggy. Bye, guys. Bye.